record, right? Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to Off the Record with Nick and Trey. This is episode 18 um, in our series of music production and creativity podcast entertainment, where we are just trying to connect with uh, you guys and with ourselves and share our progress as creatives to find whatever the hell we're looking for. <laughs> we're not totally sure yet, but we, uh, we're sure we're going to find something. We have a trajectory. We've got a trajectory, and we've got a lot of movement, so now we just need to figure out where we're pointed. Um, yeah, in our last episode, Dongles for Days, we talked a lot about uh, you know the frustration of hardware, especially with Apple computers and their migration to using uh, USB-C or their Thunderbolt 3, I think it's called. Yep. Um, and how hard that is to use uh, audio interfaces or even design hardware uh, to make anything because now you're tied to all these little stupid, cheap, yet somehow very expensive dongles. <laughs> and yeah, so this episode 18, this is our last episode of the year. We're going to be taking next week off through the new year then we'll be picking back up um with fresh new content fresh things big ideas big reveals i am sure yeah and uh we're gonna be trying to get our our album our new album kind of moved further towards completion because that's kind of been our goal this whole time uh trey how how much do you think we have left to do on the album well let's see (laughs) let's just take a looky um, we've gotten through five songs, and we have about eight eight no, left. Eight left, or and ultimate. Oh, this is a duplicate. Okay, we have eight left. <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> yeah, eight songs. So to answer your question, <laughs> we're about we're getting near halfway. We the, we're we're about right? halfway, and and. A lot of this stuff is uh, we're we're working through all of the songs, which some of them are f- are more complete than others, and we're spending extra time on the problem songs. Um, and this this is part of the this is part of the thing. I don't know how I don't know how far along we are, and I don't know how close we are to being done because. Every time we open these songs and start working on the list, and we've, we've talked about this, how there's a list of things that we need to fix on these songs before it's ready for the final mix. Mm-hmm. The final mix is, is the cutoff point where we're done with creativity. Now it's down to pure production and pure uh, results, right? Sure. So this is the last creative phase where we are making sure songs are on point with the vision. And once this list is done, there's no going back. And that's, we've been in this position before on previous albums. It's, it's never quite taken this long. I I don't think, um, just because we've usually had more time (laughs) to devote to this stuff. Yeah. But 
also, I, I think we're so close to our taste with these songs and with this album that we don't want to like jump the gun on the creative process. Totally. And we've, we've actually been taking so long. I feel that the time we've given ourselves to put this all together, if we were to rush the final steps just to get it out, it would be, it's like, what's the point of giving us all the time? Yeah. You know, and like we're in no, we're in no rush to, to get it out because when it gets out it will be out and yeah. we will be okay with it because we will be happy with what we've made yeah um and the stuff we've written though some of it might have been written a year or two or three or four ago it's now is the time there's never been a more appropriate time for this album yeah and the and a new musical expression as a band yeah um, so I think that we're, we're sending a message that's bigger than ourselves and we're inviting people to be a part of the message that's and, and a movement that's bigger than ourselves. And the world right now is in a place, or at least our country is in a place that's very interesting. And, uh, and our music is so focused on something hopeful yeah. that when it comes out, it will be the perfect time. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah? No, I mean, hopeful in the way we make things hopeful, which is usually like, there's always a dark cloud, but it feels good. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Anyways, the... It's never too late to start over. It's... Do you want to start over with the whole thing? No. No, but I it's no. I I feel like some of these songs will blow through because they're they're pretty much done. There's not a lot to do to them. Um and then there's other songs that are still kind of uh need a little push. But I think we've we've solved some of the more problematic songs to a place where I'm happy with them and I know that you're happy with them because we've deliberated ad nauseum uh, over them and now they are good and we are happy with them so i i feel like a a lot of these other songs are songs that are at a place where we are already kind of stoked about them and we just need to do the final touches and it's fine so even though we have eight more songs left i think we've kind of tackled the ones that were giving us the most problems and i think the rest will go quick totally i agree I do like, <clears throat> so if you're a music producer um, or creative of any kind, when you have to make revisions, you probably make a list, you probably take notes, and we do the same, and we make, uh, we're using the, the Apple Notes app, and so we write out every song, we list our, our notes separately, we did this while we were listening to the songs, and then we put them in here and compile them. So we can go through and make sure both of our sides of concerns are uh, noted. And then as we go, we, you, we get through all, yeah. the, all the issues. Um, and yeah, Lord knows, when we open up a song, new stuff comes up as we're working on it. So we, we can't help ourselves. This list isn't the final. <laughs> it's not all of what needs to be fixed. It's a lot of... Uh, the main ideas, the, the things that jumped out to us when we listened to it as a listener, 
Yeah. But of course, when we open it up, it turns into a whole mess of things. Yeah. But it's all it's all towards the the joint goal of a complete song. Totally. And one of these on one of our tracks that's that's really rad, and then we're gonna finish up. The first note on this track is get girlfriend. Parentheses, easy and loose. <laughs> Is that my note? <laughs> yeah, it's yours. Oh, uh, mine are labeled Nick notes. <laughs> okay, that, that was me. <laughs> I. It's so funny. Th- that sounds a lot. It sounds lot, bad. I'll, it sounds a lot more uh, promiscuous than it is. Um, that's basically we just we need to find a uh, female vocal for yeah. some of these tracks yes. because it's important for the story. And, and yeah. Um, Easy and loose <laughs> is not what you think. It's uh, it's more describing the the structure of, of her voice, maybe. <laughs> not, not other stuff that you might be thinking. I like that you go back to it later and say, get a girl in there, man. <laughs> That's another line item. Yep. That's good. Well, there were two uh, points during that song where I felt it was needed, so obviously it's needed. Which is, it is needed. So if you are a girl who's easy and loose to sing with your voice, yes, uh, hit us up if um, you want to be on our album. Uh, we can't pay you, and if you want to collaborate with us, that'd be great. Um, we will happily contribute to your projects. Or whatever. We'll do whatever yeah. you want. Anyways, that's just a little side note. We're easy and loose. <laughs> we Music- are Musically. We're way too loose. <laughs> uh, and we can be yeah. persuaded to be easy. <laughs> No, it doesn't take a lot, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, you know, <clears throat> we uh, working through these these lists of things. It's it's really interesting because um, we each have our own perspectives, and we each wants the bet what we think is the best. Um, and a lot of times, for creatives, creatives are sensitive people, and a lot of times, what you what I think, as or you think, depending on who we are, I am me. So whatever I think sometimes is probably the best in my mind, because I because we are all a little self centered, and it's hard to get out of yourself to understand uh, the bigger picture. But um, when you make a list of things, you're you're pinpointing the things that you think aren't quite right in whatever project you're working on. Um, and when we're working on it together, it's really interesting because me and Trey have been working together for a long time, 11 years now, almost 12, we're going on 12 years. Damn. It's too long. <laughs> but the, the key to the whole thing is that when Trey writes something that is, or says something that is uh, like he did today, that was like we should not do that and it was something that i chose to do it's very easy to get caught up in your ego or your emotions and try to fight it but usually if you're able to f- keep your mind focused on the bigger picture you can uh you can maybe see when it doesn't matter if your dumb little idea is just gone because the bigger picture and the bigger meaning of the song or project you're working on, uh, 
would do better by collaborating with the people around you. Yes. Let me just say, though, that it's it's not that, I don't know, I guess the way that you put that. I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm def- I'm saying that I don't need to defend myself. I know that that sounded like that. It, it, and we've, we've talked about this on previous podcasts where creating with partners or with groups is a creative conversation, right? Yes. So... Although, like, your example that you gave was that there was something that you did that... A long time ago, too. Yeah, that we sort of reviewed, and we made, we made the decision together that it might not be... You, re- you recommended. I recommended that maybe we should do it a different way, and we did it a different way, and it, it worked. Totally. But that's not to say that, like, my contribution is just to shoot down your ideas. You know what I mean? It, totally. the, the, the thing is, is that both of us take, um, we bring stuff to the table as sort of a clusterfuck of creative ideas, right? And it is the role of the other person, at least in our relationship, sure, to sift through the chaos and find the the gold chunks, the gold bits of of this is what works, right? Yeah. And I feel like in all of our songs that we have on this album, there have been stuff that I bring to the table that you take and you put your own spin on it and it turns into something better than what I what I would have come up with or there's things that like maybe I had an idea for a vocal that didn't quite work and you sort of were the person to or, take... vi- or vice versa, yeah. Like I, like I'm a, just saying, a main, like a main melody that that we've had for a minute that we worked on today. You recently had an idea to fix it because I had issues with my own melody, <laughs> and then now it's fixed. Yeah, and like that's yeah. that's the conversation. Is that I'm not saying that <clears throat> I'm bad at introducing these some new ideas sometimes, and that's okay because I'm okay just jumping into it, uh, but. Um, the ideas that we all bring to the table and put down on paper or into the production are just ideas. And what lives is what should live usually. And you need to have an audit of all the ideas as it's happening. That's why we take notes. That's why we listen to it for thousands of times before we release it. And, uh, but and, and and having the conversation between both of us, that's the value in your collaboration. Yeah, but here's the other part of it: is if there's no pile to sift through, to find the gold bits, mm-hmm. you're stuck with almost nothing, right? So there is value in just throwing out your ideas, even if they might not be the best, or it's it's at least it continues the momentum, and that's why I really like working with you, is because you just fucking. You go and you just mm-hmm. do whatever you're like. I so many. I recorded this shit. I wrote this shit. I did this. I tweaked this, and that's so valuable because it, you're just adding stuff to the pile, right? And most of it is great and awesome, and literally the structure of what we're doing and sifting through to like you know rework stuff a little bit is that's the easy part sure 
the hard, the hard part is putting shit into the pile to where we have a lot to work with. Yeah. And we, that's something that you're really good at is putting a lot in. I have so that, much shit in my exactly. head. <laughs> so, it, it, yeah, like the, the way that it may seem is that, you know, we're, we're having second thoughts about a lot of stuff, but it's because you put so much or, down. Or, but I think it's because both of us put, put so much down in general. The ideas with like we were able to we as a as a collaborative one collaborative group in the world are able to throw so many ideas together to one one concept. Yeah. And we and this album has 14 concepts, 14 tracks that are all distinguishably different. Um, and so it's, it, we've had a very, a fairly easy time throwing all of our, all of our good and crappy ideas at each one over the past several years. Yeah. And now it's like, now we just kind of chop the ones that are, that are not quite there. Yeah. We've kind of tidy them up and we're good to go. Yeah. Um, but, but you're right that, that, uh. If the, the, the real contributor to a collaborative effort is the one who's unafraid to throw all the ideas together. And, yeah. I, and I think that both of us do this. Yeah. But like in, in like, I don't know, like I would say somebody like Elon, Elon Musk, he has a lot of ideas. And he th- throws them out there. The weird thing is that he's the leader that also has the money yeah. to fund it all. But... Um, in any project, having somebody who's willing and unafraid to have ideas that are going to be shut down, yeah, that's a value. That's a positive value. I'd yeah, say. because it just it it contributes to a variety of directions to go. Yeah, and you know, <clears throat> this reminds me like of in in advertising my advertising uh, career. The best campaigns that I ever worked on was when people could get together and we could just share dumb ideas because that's where it all starts. You have to sit in a room, share your ideas. You don't, you know, kind, you know what you're selling, but you have to have an idea to, to make people excited about some stupid project yeah. or, or product. Um, and when you're sitting in a room sharing dumb stuff and you're writing stuff down. Th- the sharing the dumb ideas isn't the valuable part of the whole thing. The comfort is. And when you're comfortable sharing dumb ideas, then that makes up everyone in the room is comfortable understanding the context of those ideas. And that right there is when any, everyone's just giving and taking. And it's like adding sugar and junk to taffy. Yeah. And you're just pulling and squeezing and pulling again. And folding and pulling, it's like you don't just start wrapping up the taffy right when it kind of looks like taffy. You got to do all the pulling. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. This is so. This is so. I weird. never thought. I never <laughs> thought that you would go into a taffy analogy. I don't even like, eat taffy. I don't but either. It, it popped into my head. But it's but a great analogy. The worst, the worst jobs in advertising that I've ever or projects that I've had to work on are when people hear an idea. And they literally say, that's dumb and that's not an idea. And what that does, and this is always creative directors, the highest people, highest roles in the room that have no confidence in themselves. 
that's who these people are that do this a ton. Uh, and this is, and I could call out some names, some people from San Francisco that work in uh, digital advertising. I could call out some names, but I won't. Um, there's a lot of people who get really high up, and they're af- they're so afraid to fail that they're unwilling to take uh, a risk. To take a risk, and the, and the problem is they've never been accepted with their dumb ideas or felt accepted. So they've never so it's found. Like a cycle. They've never found their own community. Whether it's even like your coworkers that you're working yeah. with, to feel like, hey, I'm gonna throw out a dumb idea, and one of you might, it might spark something incredible. Yeah. But you all, we all have to understand where we're starting from, because <laughs> we're all sitting here. We're just throwing sugar in the pot. The taffy's yeah. not even there yet. It's not even. It's not. You can't even stretch it at this. Totally. Point. It's, it's just a, just a j- junky lump. A jelly lump. Yeah. Um, but that is the you have to get there with people before the, it starts to spark, and that's yeah. why we're. And then you find those people. Yes. You 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 figure out that you uh, collaborate really well with certain people, and that's what we've found with each other. Sure. Is that we we always come to any project or anything that we're working on, we always start on the same page, where it's like I know that everything you're contributing is for the greater good. So let me have it, whatever you got. You know that whatever I'm contributing is for the greater good, the, 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 the larger goal of what we're aiming after. It's not going to be great as the first draft. Totally. But we can work on it to make it something special. And that's why we come together. Yeah. Because but if, you, if you're on a team with people that, that you don't work that way with or, or people are not, they don't start at the same base level of understanding that the ideas are where the momentum comes from yeah and the ideas are not the final product the, and the and ideas some, are not the final it was is very hard when you go like this is what's so freaking crazy is that me and trey have been doing this for so long that when i got when i became like a senior art director working in the advertising agency and i was doing that in the agency world same exact type of collaborative puking my ideas <laughs> that when those creative directors showed up it was so astonishingly fucked that they would act like that because it that's not how that's not productive yeah. or collaborative i don't know what they even want why are we sitting in a group of people if the guy's sitting there with his arms crossed was saying none of these are ideas. All ten people in the room are wrong, and he's right, but he doesn't have an idea. It's like, like, dude, I, we've all been doing this just as long as he has, and we all know this can work. Yeah. And it's like your mind's closed, dude. It's like just relax and have faith in the people that you're with. Because we're not here to fuck you. It's a it's a collective effort. It's yeah. not it's not you're not running the show. And he but that's the problem is that he kind of he I mean as a creative director he is running the show, but that means that he thought he he should take his power, and uh, exercise it to stop the show. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's not that's not how you be how you be creatively collaborative. That's not a leader. Yeah. It's not a leader, and it's not a especially with creativity, like yeah. creative direct. Like if you're a creative director, yeah. 
it's not shooting down people's ideas is the worst way to to play that role. Well, you but you're allowed. Yeah, I, I totally. Like you can have a final say, and you can have like a general direction or vision, but you have a team of people for a reason. Otherwise, why don't you just do it yourself, bro? And that right there is where a lot of creatives fail, is that they have they can do it themselves. But, but a lot of people have a very hard time delegating and understanding the value of the community around them. Why is that? Um, I think it's because uh, as individuals, if you're like, I, I kind of do this now in my career is that I can do everything, kind of. So I, it's, it's like I've learned every angle of my career. So if somebody needs web development, I can do it. I sure as shit don't want to do web development now, but having that ability makes me more valuable and more flexible. So um, if you get stuck in that mindset for too long, then you're, you're working as a one-man band, which is valuable because you're worth a lot. So you're doing that for a while, boom, bada-bing, bada-bang, bada-boom. You you've made your circles around the the circuit of creativity, I guess. And then all of a sudden somebody's like, cool, you have done some, I wouldn't say it's great work, but you have done some work that looks acceptable. Because it might be great. I don't know. It, this guy's wasn't great. It was fine. Uh, but it was probably all himself, like all himself and one other guy that developed and designed and wrote everything. It was fine. Um, but when then you're sucked into a group like in a group of a career atmosphere, you don't get, you don't get, nor do you need to do everything. Everybody's hired to do their part. And that's a challenge when people have to let go of the control. Yeah. And this circles back completely to our thing. That's if you're going to sit at home and write music alone, if you've done it for 10 years, you've been writing music by yourself or producing music and recording music, and it's fine. It, pro it, it probably is not as good as you want, but it's fine. Um, when all of a sudden, when you're invited to be a part of a collective of people, maybe let's say three people, transitioning from the solo act in your bedroom to a group where other people get, d deserve to have their say, it's very hard to take that criticism because you've been working so hard trying to make your craft as good as possible. And you are f all probably, as I have been, you're already frustrated with that you can't do it as good as you want, but you're doing it your goddamn best. Okay? You're, there's already conflict. Then when those two other people or however many people come in, it's it's like they give you affirmation that those parts you are upset about are something to be upset about. They're like, yeah, the, you know, this all sounds great, but whatever. Like your hi-hats and your, your beats are just a little weak. So let us help you. But the person listening stopped after they said your hi-hats are weak and your beats are weak. They didn't hear the help you. The help you is, is less help you is like just a bonus that, that they don't care about because they're now offended, right? Yeah. And so, so it's like put up the walls, get defensive, back into your corner. I've been doing this for some odd years and 
You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been doing this forever, and you don't fucking know. I've been working alone for ten years to suck this bad. <laughs> My hi hats have been the same for ten yeah. years, and they've been working I, just fine. But, thank you. Yeah, I have a hundred plays, <laughs> um, and, and but that that's the hard part is that the effort you've put in is emotional. Yeah, and like it's at at the point you're at when you're meeting with these people that work like me and you where where uh i know when stuff isn't great but for some reason we all hurt a little more when somebody points it out again yeah it's like i'm not that proud of that part and they're like this part's the only part we should change you're like but i already was sensitive about that (laughs) why would you point that out (laughs) <laughs> but that's how we are and, and it yeah. makes no it's sense like, I and know it's terrible I know but, the, but you're like why would you put me down for it it's like dude that is why we have other people yeah it's because the stuff you're confident about is the stuff most of the time people aren't going to worry about so you collaboration makes you better collaboration makes us stronger it makes the the expression whatever product you're making the music or the design or the advertising whatever it's like it's part of the reason why people live in communities not isolated on their own in a, on a mountaintop because everybody has a role to play this is not communism that's not what i'm promoting here but what i'm saying is you you I would say you that form, you form groups. You form you form groups that are your community, your your closest people, and your like-minded people who are all on the same page. That's what a community is. It's all these people who are collectively coming together to share their skills and experiences for the greater good of the community, and that's how human beings have lived for thousands and thousands of years. Because that's what's successful. That's how we've evolved to be, is to live in groups where everybody contributes to the success of the group. And that's true today, as true today as it was 10,000 years ago when we were doing the hunter-gatherer thing or whatever. I don't know when that was. Whatever. But 30 years ago. That is how our brains are wired. That's how that's how we um, associate with one another. It's sure. like, how can you contribute to what I'm doing, and how can I contribute to what you're doing, and how can we make what we're doing better by involving more people, more people, and and people who are skilled and committed and uh, collaborative to make this all work. And now we see it in this, this corporate environment where there's there's certain people that aren't playing that game. And it stands out. It stands out when somebody's not playing the game. Sure. They're and if everybody else is, is playing the game and like willing to, to contribute what they have, their strengths, their weaknesses, whatever. Um, well, well, here's my question. It's like I, I've known a lot of people where the corporate environment to them is just the corporate environment. They're like, I come in, I do my thing, and I don't want to con- I don't want to commit emotionally to this cuz it's just a freaking job. But I like I want to ask like what are you doing with your life if you don't care about what you're doing? 
Like, I think that even when I did the temporary jobs in Chicago that were really lame, it's like caring is what makes it worth living. If you don't care, then you're going to be miserable all the time. Yeah. And like, you know, like showing enthusiasm and consideration makes you a part of the community that you're blindly joining as a temp worker. Yeah. Um, because, well, as any new worker. <clears throat> yeah. But any, any job, any job you start, you're, you're onboarding into a team of some sort. Sure. A team of people, whether you're working in food service, you have a, you have a team of people, the day shift, you know what I mean? Totally. If you're in telemarketing, you have a team of people who are doing this with you. Totally. If you work in fucking tech, it's like you have a team of developers who are all contributing towards the same goal. You're always working in a small group of people who are all motivated to the same goal or by the same goal and contributing their own unique experience and skill towards the goal. So... The corporate environment, people who people who come into that and they're and they're like, oh well, this is just a job. I'm just getting it through. Those are the people that make working suck because totally. they're not being collaborative. They're not part of the team. They're out for themselves. And you know who those people are. You've worked with those sure. people. Yeah, I've worked with those. People. We've all worked we've with all worked them. with those people. <clears throat> people who are just there to get the job done, and that's all that they care about because they want the paycheck. That's not inspiring. That doesn't help anybody. Well, I, I, here's my question. We're there to fill a seat. We, we both do things like that are not, we're not doing, we're doing things that are specialized and focused and interesting, right? It didn't start out that way, though. But, but even when you, even when both of us started out, like at the job, at, when you started out too, it's like at where you're at, but the beginning, it's like it was specialized enough. It was focused on on not general uh, office administration. Yeah. You were doing something specialized enough to be interested. I felt like yeah, and you and you you were. And, and when I started out, I was doing basic boring things, but it was enough for me to to be like I see. When you start out, where the hell do you expect yourself to be? You're starting out. Yeah. You're not going to be at the top. So, but I feel like. Um, the attitude of willingness to contribute is powerful. No, it's not even willingness to contribute. What it is is willingness to find your place in the group. Willingness to find what you can contribute. What you can contribute, not willingness to contribute. Yeah. What, willingness to find where you fit into the project. You know what I mean? Yes. And this is even like when I worked in food service, I started... And you, you, like, you start, you sort of get a feel for what the job is like. You get a feel for the kind of whatever you're selling, whatever you're making, whatever you're producing. You learn those things first. And you're like, okay, well, what, like, how can I do more? How can I do, and it's not just like, how can I move up to where I can get paid more? Mm-hmm. Which sometimes that is the motivation, but... But that that it's in itself needs steps. Yeah, and what you're doing at that point is you're you're looking for where where can I do more? Where can I contribute more? Where can I use my unique abilities 
to to fill a role that's not currently being filled because you can't just take somebody else's job. No, you know what I mean. I you would gotta like find to out be, where you fit. I would like to be the owner. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're like I could do this better than you. Yeah. So you're out. I'm in. <clears throat> yeah. I know I've only been working here for two weeks, but I or, already get or it. two days. But you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. you you find where the holes are, where the gaps are, and you'd be like, oh. I could fit right there and do this part that nobody's currently doing or whatever. And it's not always like that. Sometimes you got to work a long time before you find where you can fit. Yeah. But in most places where I've worked, that's how it is. It's like you find out where you could put your energy to and you figure out like how you can contribute your own stuff to fill some sort of role for the greater uh, the greater uh, goal of whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. So and I I don't feel like everybody has that. I feel like that is some that's something that you and me it comes naturally to us. We're always looking for where we fit in. Where we where we can put a plant like plant ourselves and start doing good work. Yeah. Not everybody's like that. Like the people who are just like, oh, this is just a job, man. It's like they're not looking for a place to to fill holes. They're looking for go through the motions, get the check. This I don't care about. Move this. up when you can, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I yeah, that's. Um, yeah, and maybe maybe in my mind, like, I think about every situation. Whether it's work or or community, like hanging out with people, or f- like friendship, or a, a just general acquaintances, any time where there's a uh, an opportunity for me or you to to share knowledge or to connect with people and and enrich their creation or whatever, especially in music or design or video or whatever, it's like. Do you need some tips on video production? Let's grab a drink and chat. The, the, I'm not getting anything from it except for a drink, I guess, that I'm paying for. But I will happily pay for a drink. But what, but, but the value is in the contribution to the community. Yeah. And the which, connection your, people. Which in, 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 a way that, in a way that you likely, and I'm not going to speak for you, but this is probably what you're thinking is, I wish somebody would have done this for me, so I'm going to do this for for this person. Totally. Because I have something that I can share that will help them like I wish somebody would have helped me. Or like this person who's important in my life has helped me. I want to do that for somebody else. So, like, it's not always that there's nobody there to, like, steer you, you know? Like, we're obviously influenced by a lot of people, so sometimes you just want to fill that role. For somebody may, else. Maybe what it comes down to, like that type of thing is, is super community driven. Maybe what it comes down to for me is that in the professional world, if you want to not hate your fucking life, you need to care. If you don't care, you're going to hate everything. And find, I don't know how to teach you, the listener. I, I'm not saying all of you feel like this. I'm assuming that... I'm not assuming anything. I, I actually... Have we both know that this is very common that people just don't care about their jobs, but if you can find your place, your meaning in that community of your coworkers, 
in your in your job and find what you care about and invest yourself in that you will it will slowly transition from a thing you hate to a thing you don't hate and a thing that you actually become passionate about totally and and that's like what is worth living for yeah, yeah. or around yeah. what's what's you want to go to a job that you hate every day for it's like make it yeah. mean something and then it won't suck so much and then for the short time that you're at this shitty job that you don't like you're at least having fun and you're making like connections with people and you're growing yeah and you're learning real life skills of how to make a shitty job into a meaningful job where you're actually contributing something no matter how insignificant it could be which which you will, you will you might not know now if you're listening to this and that seems to be like your situation but that lesson of learning to make an op, a, a situation that's not great into one that is um, acceptable and m- maybe positive that will change the way you experience life and you'll make your life turn it'll transition your life from one of suffering and and um, self-pity yeah self-pity into one of of abundance and positivity because if and you can pr- productivity and productivity if you can go get a job at the literally like if you had to go get a job at McDonald's for a summer and you could turn that into a positive experience which I know people who have and and you before you joined that you were really thought it was beneath you maybe it's like turning that opportunity into positivity and and productivity and growth will will teach you something that every aspect of your life could use and yeah. you will yeah. live a better life there's something to learn from every experience yeah and dis like disregarding and ex- like any experience just because it's not what you expected is cheating yourself out out of the life lessons that you're learning yes that's and that's it is that we've i think maybe we've all done things in our life that we're we we do it uh kind of despite it's it's frustrating negativity or it's it's beneath us We'll just be like, well, well I'm going to go work because I, I need the money. This is so lame. Um, I'm just going to go. I'll try to get off early. And then I'm not going to contribute anything else. Minimum. I'll do the minimum effort. Yeah. Well, what you are contributing is the, sh- the shittiness of the job for everybody else that's around you. Well, and, that, and that's what it is. <laughs> so you are it's, contributing something. You're contributing a bad experience for everybody you have to work with. <laughs> well, it's a circle jerk of misery. <laughs> is that you all hate everything. And this is very common, too. Even in the agency life, it's like when people are miserable, like any job, people watch out for people who complain all the time because that is a virus of among uh, corporate or professional environments, and it's very easy. It's so easy to complain all the time. It's like, really easy. But if you can, like, what you're there anyways. You're gonna work there. So it's like you can either complain. Cool. You feel like you're kind of your passive time complaining, or maybe you could talk to people about what they do. And talk to maybe their pastimes are similar to yours, and maybe you can contribute. And all of a sudden, you have this positive community in a 
in a creative or, or non-creative uh, corporate environment that, that then you are, uh, you're all now living in this group of people that's really creative and you're encouraging people and then the job sucks, but who cares because you're with people that are dope. But here's the other thing, though. The job sucks, but you've now built a, a group of people who can change the shitty parts about the job. Yeah. But because now you're all on the same page. You have a same base level of understanding about what the work is. And you can all spitball and come up with new ideas and innovations to make the job yeah, suck yeah. less. Yeah. Because you're all working together to solve the problems of whatever it is you're working on. And that is something that I've learned with what I'm doing now working for Squarespace is every team I've been on, it's been a slow um, progression into taking the work that we are doing and the work that we're um, responsible for and making it feel better and, and making like optimizing workflows and making things easier so that we can do it more efficiently because the things that suck about it are not worth complaining about. It's worth collaborating and coming up with solutions for how it could be better and then implementing it. And then you have a more productive team who's doing better work and you get recognized for that. And that's how you fucking move up in a company. But, but uh, even beyond just moving up, that's how you find purpose. Yes. When you that, well, that's to, how when, you, you take a shitty job and you make it into something that gives you life lessons and it gives you something to work towards. Yeah. And it gives you something to take away from the shitty job. And, and you've got you to remember... quit that job. you got to remember that you're getting paid for these life lessons. Yeah. They, like, any job is just a job. Everybody has to do their job because we all need to pay for life. And just so happens that every job... They're paying you to learn life lessons that are almost invaluable. Like, the, you, you can't learn them sitting at home just weeping about not having money. You have, you, they, you have to go and let them, you let them pay you. So you go through little uh, learning lessons, and you're bumping up higher and higher. You're learning more and more. You're getting, like, white, literally, like... And constructively wiser yeah. and wiser. And before you know it, you're a professional. <laughs> yes. And everybody asks you for all the answers. And, and <laughs> that's what's crazy. It's like life is suffering because what's the, what's the definition? What is the definition of suffering? It is when you expect or, or you anticipate one thing and reality is different. It's that is the definition of suffering, I believe. Yeah. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And so, um, we literally, your job, your first job, your, your, I remember I was 14 years old, got this job. Taco John's? Taco John's <laughs> in Fort Collins, Colorado. I made a whole video about it on YouTube. Um, and I got the job because I needed to work and make some money, get some experience, do whatever. And I worked at, a, it was like Midwest version of Taco Bell, but yeah, it was like more the different. knockoff. The knockoff. But franchise. they had like little tater tots things. They were really good. Oh, Whatever. I love those. Um, but the the value in that is like, it was a sucky job, but the people were dope. That was the first lesson I ever learned about jobs: is that the people are always 
100% better than the job itself. And that has never really been different. Jobs are jobs. Yeah, but you always connect with the people around you and your team. Totally. And, and it he, turns into a small community where it's like if somebody's pissed off one day, it's like, hey, we'll, what we'll, can we do to help? Exactly. And, and, and only when everybody is on board to grow is, and be open is, is your community in your job able to support you when you're having a hard day. If everyone is closed off and frustrated and, I just hate this, it's like then all of you are going to be miserable, isolated in this community that you're forced to be around. And again, you're cheating yourself out of life experience because you're putting yourself in this tiny little bubble of like, don't talk to me, I'm in a grumpy mood, and I'm not willing to work with anybody right now. I just want to do my shit, get the fuck out. And it's like you're you're robbing yourself of something more than just the shitty job, because the community, the people you're around, your team, and your collective goals to make it better. That is what's worth doing it for. Yeah. So if you're not doing that, you're cheating yourself out of something that you could get a lot out of. You're cheating yourself out of what you're taking away from the job. But this You're letting the job control you. Yeah. You're letting the job work you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there, you got it. Um, but that this whole thing, we, we this is the ultimate tangent of uh, kind of community and purpose and whatever. But uh, back to music this same conflict and, and struggle happens in bands where when you isolate yourself emotionally and creatively, you're unwilling to open up. And we've, we, we were talking about this in the way we make music, that we, when you are open to collaboration and to feedback, um, the bigger goal is the focus, the bigger idea of the group. Uh, and and just like me working at Taco John's, like we had we had our our clear daily goals, and if all of us were closed off, it would be very hard to do that in a positive way, um, because it would just stifle everything. It would, everyone would be a piece of shit, and it'd be really hard. So me and Trey here in this music like progress that we're making. If one of us were having, and this does happen sometimes, if one of us is having a bad day and we're not really receptive to just the collaborative nature of the way we work, then it's hard to get stuff done because yeah. it just is like we're just kind of butting heads for no reason and we don't really understand why, but usually we're one of us or both of us are having a hard day. Yeah. But the, collab, the, the collaborative nature of, of working in a band or a creative group is that you need to be connected uh, and open to to that community. Yeah. And, and seeing the bigger picture, um, trying to contribute what you can. Yeah. And it, it helps you grow as a person to let somebody else take the wheel sometimes. Like, I'll give you an example. I, I I'll give you an example, yeah. dude. I suck at making beats because I get so... I'm so basic when it comes to beats. It's like fucking one, two, and some hi-hats. Yeah. That shit. But you, 
you were trained as a drummer and you you grew up playing drums so i know that you know how to do beats really well and you make very interesting beats your beats are dope thank you and i know that if i just throw out a a new idea or whatever and i just put some basic ass drums in there i know that you can help me make a more interesting drum track or you are like far ahead of me in terms of like mixing and sound and and like um making sure levels are correct and all that stuff because you've been doing it uh like you've been sort of carrying the weight so to speak of of that aspect of our productions because that's something that you've invested a lot of time into that i haven't so i know that if like we get into mixing and and leveling and all that stuff. I can sit here and watch you do it. And I'm learning how to do it by watching you do it. So it's like, that's not my strongest point. So like when I give up the control to let you tweak something that I made, I can see your perspective on it. And I'm learning in real time, watching you do it. And it's, it's improving my understanding of what that is. And yeah. so next time when I do something, you can it's a little it. bit closer yeah, yeah, yeah. to what you, what you would do. And so it, it, it comes to the point where we, it, it's like we start at opposite ends of the spectrum and we meet in the middle because it's like you, like I'm improving skills that you're really good at and you're sort of coming in meeting me in that place. You know what I mean? Well, and, and me, I will say that like, it's a challenge to let go and let somebody else do something, especially like on my computer, which we're sitting in front of my computer right now. And like there, at some point it was, there was a moment where I had to let go and say, Trey, take over because I literally don't know what to do. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's the learning lesson for me that you 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 can't do it all. Yeah. You cannot do it all yourself. And you you need to let people in. Um yeah, but in this at the same time when you let people in and you, you watch them work, you, you grow. You start to learn those things that you might not be great at. And you start to get better at those by allowing somebody else to help you do it. Sure. And that's kind of what I was saying. It's, yeah, it's like it's like it's not just like oh, I I just give all control to to the group, right? Yeah. It's like no, you take away from the group <clears throat> as they help you accomplish the thing that you might not have been so great at. Totally. And you all learn, and you all come to this this even better um, baseline of understanding and experience. Yeah, and I will say that ego death is a part, into some regard, is a part of this. That uh, when you're going to take a lesson from somebody else, you have to be willing to shut yourself down to nothing. Yeah. And that is very difficult because um, you have to be okay being the one that doesn't know. And that, that's like giving it over, let, letting other people be a part of it. It's, it's a part of the creative process that 
takes a bit, a little bit of humility. Yeah. And you, if you don't know it, you have to learn it. And that is another process in of itself. It's just like getting used to being one of many, not one alone. Yeah. Uh, that that's kind of the one of the big ideas that we're writing music to um, express is that alone we are singular and we are limited but together as a collective and as a community we have unlimited power and unlimited experience absolutely we just have to ask for help or we have to understand that despite us all being disconnected whether states or countries or continents it's like despite that we are still the same we are human and human is is all human is it nobody's different we're not collaborating with our freaking pets. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you might be, but like we are all one. If you're in in uh, freaking Iran or India or uh, Canada or freaking Japan. Russia or yeah. Japan, it's like it doesn't matter. We're all the same walking monkey people. And it's not that special. But we get to be that together. Yeah. And that is what we get. And that is a blessing and a curse because we are conscious of ourselves too much. Yeah. Um, so we're going to transition a little bit in the same vein is that we, we, since this is the last podcast of the year for us, we wanted to share something about our new music uh, and share kind of the origin of our new band name. Uh, our previous band name, Askew and Gray, has, has served us well over the past 11 years. And we, in our new album, are going to start fresh yeah. for our, reasons that we should go over in another podcast. But the, but the heart of it is really important to us because we want, um, we want it to mean something bigger than us. And just like we were talking about collaboration and and uh, intent around what we're what you're doing, what we're doing, having a heart for what you're doing means a lot. Um, so before we, or how should we do this? I don't know. It's kind of a big deal. This is a big deal. Um, we've been we deliberated a lot about what our new band name should be. And we want our new band to be more than more than me and Trey, of course, uh, and to invite collaboration, to invite uh, kind of uh, more creatives and musicians, and and really involve anybody who even listens. And we want to make our new project and our new. Uh, endeavor um, we want to disassociate it from just us we want it to be a um, or we want it to be a invitation for 
anyone to collaborate with us or to uh, participate with us. Or even, or I think, or even to think outside of the typical standard musician or music production uh, role, and to like, we want to create an avenue for creation in the way we do it that invites people to to feel like they are valuable in the community that is the world. And there are no boundaries in the world. Um, and we are all creatives equally. And so we are trying to spread, I think it's, it's a message of uh, equal value, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And, uh, uh, of course, our, our storylines in our album that's coming out is uh, kind of specific to... Uh, feeling or to a yeah em- emotional uh, journey but the the invitation of our new band is to um to really be one with everyone yeah to to kind of invite everyone to be a part of everything <laughs> of everything yeah well i mean it goes back to everything like we've kind of been talking about over these past episodes is that like all all, all the things in everything around us is influencing us and we we are taking um, inspiration and influence from everything around us so in a way the world is our collaborator you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. everything that we're experiencing everything that comes across our attention span is part of our experience and the experience is humanity Sure. And and the the relationships and the connections between human beings on this planet. And that sounds big. But well, that's that's but we want it to be big. We well we, we it, want it is to, big. It, it is big. It is big. It's not that we want it to be big. It is big because we're we're a very very small small part of the world just you and I doing music. But but everything that goes into what we're doing is from everything around us and everything we perceive. And it's, it's all just like reality using us as a conduit to be an expression in the chaos that is the world. Yeah. So our uh, we we want we want a band we want a group we want a collaborative creative effort whatever it is to to be like Trey said it's bigger than us um, and there was a there was a point when we were making this new music and we were trying to figure out what we were doing and of and a certain speech came across our uh, computer screens. <laughs> And we are all social uh, people. So when you're on social media, everything is is in like everything. Everything is everything. And you have to shuffle through the masses of, of uh, communication to find the pieces that are so valuable. And we found one. And there are more than one, but this one in particular stood out. Um, and I, I'm going to give away a little bit that we're going to share a clip that is the speech of We Stop Dreaming, part two, episode two, 
uh, from Neil deGrasse Tyson, and this is the clip that got us where we wanted to go. And so we want our new name to mean something bigger than us, like I said. And in Neil deGrasse Tyson talk, I'm going to give I'm going to give away a little bit about it. Uh, he talks a lot about the the NASA kind of the funding around NASA and the space race during the Cold War. And during the Cold War, uh, the U.S. put money, not a ton, but just enough, not a ton. It's the cheapest. They went on the cheapest bids, but the, they put money into getting to the moon because we were fighting uh, kind of th- throughout the world. We were, we were in the race against Russia in particular, to, Union, in this, yeah, yeah, the Soviet Union to uh, express our powers as a nation. So we rushed to develop the technology to launch our rockets and then launch people to the moon. Um, we're going to share the video in a second, but in that race, we got to the moon. You might have heard. <laughs> and when we got to the moon, we expected to find something. We expected to to learn something, and all we found was a rock. But for the first time ever, we looked back at our blue marble of a planet, and for the first time ever, we discovered Earth. Outside of Earth for the first time. So our new band, our new name, is going to be inspired by that, and we are going to call ourselves We Discovered Earth. Because we think that that concept of looking back at ourselves, evaluating yourself for the first time from outside of yourself is so powerful that it is worth creating uh, our artistic expression through. And we want to embrace that concept of looking back at each other, looking back at who we are as a community and as a collaborative entity and celebrate who that is, which is all of us. And you can't progress as a person unless you evaluate where you're at. Yes. And so the the idea of self-reflection and uh, self-analysis to sort of take stock of where you're where you're going and what you're doing is it's a lesson that Nick and I have learned over the past couple of years where if you don't have if you don't have the courage to look yourself in the fucking mirror and evaluate what you're doing in reality the reality of yourself yeah no like every all the masks shed there's no there's no filters it's purely you yeah. that reality is hard is hard to face sometimes and it, it's sort of a, it's it's sort of a, a response to the escapism that we so uh, boldly wrote about in our past albums so it's sort of the capstone of that idea of escapism to self-reflection and self-confrontation but I would say that, that the only way to get past escapism is to look at what is real. Mm-hmm. Look, at, look at the real facts of yourself, 
see where you're really at, see where your life is really at, see where our lives are really at, and and audit all of that in through the lens of reality. Yeah. And it's very easy to want to get out, want to act like it's not real, but reality is dope. We the opportunities we have and the and the kind of the positivity that is around us as a collaborative effort. We've just talked about this. Is that it, 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 just like at a job that sucks, that you think sucks. It's easy to be the person that just wants to get the paycheck and go home. But when you see the po- possibility of, of opportunity and positivity, it's really, that is the, that's the first step in, in an incredible life. Yeah. That you learn you're getting everything put set in front of you. That's part of like why when when we say we discovered Earth, we're not talking about Nick and I discovered Earth. We're no. talking about all of us. Yeah. And that's it we all discovered ourselves. Yes. Through the the self-reflection and through the the coming to terms of of the reality of how things are and where we're at it's it's an invitation to the world to discover yourself yeah through the eyes of all of us totally and uh yeah like getting to the moon is not going to save you but it might reveal you you know as yeah. who you are on this planet. So, uh, we're going to play a clip from <clears throat> Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about um, how we stop dreaming. This is episode two, A New Perspective. We'll put a link to this video in the description. This is the video that really pushed us over the edge. Um, and it solidified a, the idea, yes. the big idea, and, and which this is, is what the al- the album has a narrative, but the big idea is more along these lines of of the co- the collective goal. Well, and even before we chose this name, the album was already in motion to be the album of self reflection, and so this was just the the nail in the coffin. Well, this was the of, this was the the words we needed to describe what the idea was. So, this is uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson talking with um, Seeger Ross playing in the background, of course, because that's uh, you know you've got to have the most epic um, Icelandic music playing behind <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. So, uh, we hope you enjoy this. This is a a section of it starting at one minute and nine seconds. Space, it's a $300 billion industry worldwide. NASA is actually a tiny percent of that. Interesting how small a percent NASA is to the total world spending of space. That little bit, however, is what inspires dreams. Every corporation in here with representatives to this conference, if you ever even touched 
a science mission, you lead off with that in your quarterly reports, in your annual reports. Because it inspires, it is the act of discovery that empowers nations and the world to undertake these activities. We know this. Apollo 8, that was the first time anybody ever left Earth with a destination in mind. Yeah, it figurated around the moon. Photo of Earth rising over the lunar landscape. We all know it. Earth rise over the moon. There was Earth, seen not as the map maker would have you identify it. No, the countries were not color coded with boundaries. It was seen as nature intended it to be viewed. Oceans, land, clouds. We went to the moon and we discovered Earth. I claim we discovered Earth for the first time. How does that affect culture? I got a list. The instant that photo comes out, that is the identifying cover picture of the whole Earth catalog. Thinking about Earth as a whole, not as a place where nations war, as a whole. 1970, the Comprehensive Clean Air Act is passed. Earth Day was birthed March 1970. The Environmental Protection Agency was founded in 1970. The organization Doctors Without Borders was founded in 1971. Where do you even get that phrase from? No one thought of that phrase before that photo was published. Because every globe in your classroom has countries painted on it. DDT gets banned in 1972. We're still going to the moon. We're still looking back to Earth. Clean Water Act, 1971, 1972, Endangered Species Act. The catalytic converter gets put in in 1973. Unleaded gas, 1973. We're still at war in Vietnam. There's still campus unrest. Yet we found the time to start thinking about Earth. That is space operating on our culture and you cannot even put a price on that. That is, that is a nation, that is a world reacting to a new perspective on what it is to be alive on this planet that we all share. We need to look at NASA, not as a handout, but as an investment. Because as goes the health of spacefaring ambitions, so too goes the spiritual, the emotional, the intellectual, the creative, and the economic ambitions of a nation. So goes the future of America.
So that's Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about uh, the Earth, really. Well, <clears throat> what he spoke about was the impact of self-reflection. Like once sure. we were able to see Earth from outside of ourselves, the problems. Yeah, it it was a cultural bomb. It sparked so many different perspectives and so many different directions just from being able to see it. So that's that's sort of that's sort of the the metaphor of self-reflection. Once you see yourself as a whole instead of a individual, the the goals are changed. Yeah. Well, you know the conversation I mean? is different. Yeah. The considerations are different. Everything's different. Yeah. For the first, if you know that no, that none of the borders matter, then what do you care about? When you know that like you are the same as in America as Canadians and Mexicans and freaking anyone in Latin America or South America or Europe or Africa, it's like once the borders are broken, we we just are. We are not Americans. We are humans. We are we are Earth people. Yeah. You know, like there, there's a bigger conversation that's happening that you're that we weren't even a part of. And maybe the conversation wasn't happening, but now it now because of us going to the moon in 69, we it is happening, you know? Mm. Like that's what changes. Like the the borders don't matter, the earth matters. Yeah. And and all the the pollution and and shit that we're doing to the world when you're in the world you're able to see the little paper bills, the money you're getting from whatever. Yeah. But when you step outside and you you can see what the whole thing is, like there's a you see the finite reach of the globe. You see every edge. Yeah. And it's like this is all you are as a as an as a planet. And like you might think that we, some of us might think that like polluting and corrupting is okay, but you're inside this tiny thing, this tiny little blue marble. And once that's fucked, that is a hundred percent of us that are fucked. That, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so the, the power of understanding that we are a global entity, a one planetary entity makes you kind of want the just like community you want we want the best for the the planet we want the best for the community of the planet yeah because if we fuck it we're all fucked yeah but if we embrace it and grow together in a positive way then we're all fucking stoked <laughs> yeah you know um yeah that being said there are a lot of negative people in the world that are still doing negative things but we don't have to be those people. No. And, and the whole spirit of We Discovered Earth is that we are an expression of that community. We want to express the unity of Earth and humanity and break down the divisive borders between individuals and start looking at things and start acting like a collective and a, collabor- a collaborative project yeah and that's what we discovered earth means i totally 
So that is where we are. That is our new thing. We are so happy to share that with you. And just so happens that we have just recently launched our website, which is, of course, since our album is not ready, it is still, uh, it is still waiting for the music. But that doesn't mean that you can't go on there and sign up for updates because we are going to be sending out teasers. We're going to be sending out uh, news on when the album drops, and we would love for you to be a part of it because we we discovered Earth, yeah. not us, not Neil deGrasse Tyson, not Nick and Trey, not but not even Buzz Aldrin and and the moon landing on Apollo Eleven was yeah. that Apollo Eleven? Yeah. Or Apollo, whichever Apollo that was. Apollo 11, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but it's One like, it's not It's not about them, it's not about him, it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about us. And that's big. And so we, uh, we're we just trying to build a community of people who who love life and want to embrace the community that we are, are connected to while we're floating on this rock through space and time, which is a miracle in of itself. And so uh, check out our website, wediscovered.earth. Sign up for our mailing list. Um, we'll be sending you some uh, cool updates periodically, not too often, that just share where we're at. And uh, we're so happy to have you along with us on this journey. And thank you for listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson's heart-wrenching and, and and inspiring speech on the, how we stopped dreaming uh, after NASA. So um, that is episode 18. And we're taking a break. We're taking a break over the holidays because we're trying to spend some time on the music, spend time with family, uh, keep our heads on our bodies focused and not lose our minds. And then we'll be back early in January 2019 with something cool I'm sure yeah. we're gonna we'll, we'll share a new track we'll share one of our newest uh, updated tracks when we come back um, and if you have any questions or comments please leave a voice message on Anchor get the Anchor app for iTunes or for Android iPhone Android yeah because we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to answer your questions. And if you'd like to, if you're a creator and want to be on our podcast, why don't you hit us up on our email? Um, it's in the description. Yeah. Or DM us or something. We'd love to interview you. Yeah, we could we could hop on a... Uh, web projects. Yeah, whether you're in Portland or where we're at or anywhere in the world, we'll hop on a freaking conference call. We'll make it happen. Um, anything to add before we close out? I think that's good. Uh, yeah, so this is Nick and Trey, off the record. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're excited to have you guys be a part of our new endeavor, We Discovered Earth. That You are the first to hear about it, so uh, we're really excited. And we will talk to you in a couple weeks in, in 2019. 2019. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Uh, this is off the record, right? <laughs>